Hello, listeners. Um, it's Philip here. I'm with my brother Peter. Um, and there's no tennis today, so you can have plenty of time to listen to us talk about tennis. Um, before we get started, Peter and I would like to uh, pass along what things that we don't do on Sundays because the Old Lingen Club doesn't play tennis on Sundays. Uh, so, Peter, do you have uh, do you have any answers to that? Yeah, so on Sundays, I just refuse to clip my, clip my toenails. And it's really awkward because I don't usually have time to do it during the week. And I just get really, really long toenails. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that makes total sense because, uh, yeah, no, no toenail Sundays are sort of a trend now. Uh, for me, I just uh, refuse to go to church um, on Sunday. Like, I just think it's so cliche. Yeah, it is. It's, you're, you're, you're just sort of, like, going against the grain there. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so with the tennis, we're now in the round of 16, and, uh, yeah, there are a lot of surprises in the tournament. Well, what are, what are the biggest takeaways for, for you right now, Peter? Um... I think just how lopsided the draw is in terms of just Federer's, Federer's half, um, like his close, the best players in his half right now are Kevin Anderson and, and uh, John Isner, who have never really been Grand Slam contenders. And Rayanich. Yeah, but Rayanich is like, I don't know, he's, 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 He's not like the old Rayanich, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's the type of player who Federer just kills. The, yeah. Although he did beat Federer one year, one year, I think. Yeah. The um. And so, and it's just like frustrating for me, who's not a Fed fan, because last year he had like the ultimate cakewalk as well of a draw, and this year he does too. Um. And then you look at the bottom half of the draw, and it's pretty stacked, especially that, I mean, Zverev is no longer in, but that, that quarter was stacked. Um, and the big question, the big question in tennis right now, really, is like, where is Novak Djokovic on the curve to being back? Yeah, because he's pretty damn close if he's not all the way. Yeah. Um, you probably would know better than I do. Like, I remember earlier in the season, his serve and his forehand were just legitimately worse shots. And so it wasn't all mental. Some of it was physical, too. Is that still the case, or, or um, like... Yeah, I mean, his... I think his shots aren't all the way back to what they were. Um, but... Like, the thing that is back is just he's, like, mentally engaged again. Whereas, like, earlier in the season, there were just times where you watched him and were just, like, this guy does not want to be on court. And that, like, his biggest um, advantage is just his intensity level. When he, like, when he dials it up, uh, it's, uh, it's the highest on tour. Like, even higher than the Dolls. Um, and yeah, he's he's got the intensity so back. Against Edmund, like yeah. his face, 
yeah. and the eye back. His eyes were just gigantic after, like the after his match point. Yeah, and he roared. Things uh, where he didn't really know if the serve was in or not, and his like big eyes face just lingered. Yeah, and when he broke Edmund to serve for the match, he roared, and I was just like, "Oh no." <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully, like so Kachanov or Nishikori takes him out. Because, like, this version of Djokovic has uh, played, like, very good matches and then followed them up with very bad matches. So, like, uh, yeah, let's hope that that's what's going on. Because uh, I don't really want to see him in the semifinals if Nadal, against Nadal. I don't think Kachanov will do it. Like, he's got game for sure. But he is taking the hard route to, this, to the round of 16. Like, every match has been four or five sets. Yeah. He come back from two down against Tiafa. Um I feel like he's he's uh he's running on fumes a little bit. And Djokovic can capitalize. Nishikori, I really don't know. I honestly think Goldus could beat Nishikori because Goldus is pretty good too and has a has a Wimbledon game and Nishikori hasn't been the most consistent. Yeah. Um nor has he had the most success at Wimbledon. But I think maybe the grass dying down a little bit and becoming more of a dirt patch the, the last week um, could help Nishikori. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I do think, to me, it just feels like a collision course between Nadal and Djokovic for the semis. Maybe Del Potro can beat Nadal. Yeah, Del Potro, I don't think he's dropped a set yet. Yeah, and even though Nadal has the clear edge in their head-to-head. Um, it almost feels like he's won too many consecutive times. Yeah. Del Potro had, is, is just like overdue against Nadal. Yeah, and Del Po has had uh, grass court success in the past. Like, he had an amazing semifinal match against uh, Djokovic like a few years ago. And, uh, yeah, so that's actually a match to be worried about. Nadal will have a tough... Uh, quarters, then semis, then finals, but uh, the good thing for Nadal is that he's has a relatively light, uh, he's had a relatively light draw so far, and um, he's much more vulnerable in week one than in week two, and especially Wimbledon, because uh, as, the, as the surface uh, breaks down, um, the balls start behaving more and more like like clay courts, um, especially yeah, when the baseline like loses its grass. Um, and so like the longer he stays in the tournament, I mean, not, this is obvious for everyone, but especially for Nadal, like the better his chances become. Yeah. And so, yeah, this has actually, this has real potential to be one of, if Nadal wins, be one of, you know how, like, not all Grand Slams are created equal? Yeah. And U.S. Open title was sort of just like, it was a Grand Slam, so it counted, but it, he didn't really beat anybody. Yeah. The potential to be, like, one of his more satisfying Grand Slams if he can pull it off. Yeah, like an emblematic Grand Slam. Because he he'll have to do it through Del Potro, Djokovic, and Federer. Yeah. Um, though I would... Three of his four best contemporaries. Yeah. Though I would uh, 
prefer him not to have to play those three people. Let's hope that they uh, they all lose before they have to play Nadal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else uh, stand out to you about this week at Wimbledon? Um. Let me see. Uh. I can't believe that Jill Simone has made the made the round of sixteen. That's is he the most unbelievable? I think Mackenzie McDonald is my least believable. But at least he's young and new and fresh and had some like early success in Australia. Yeah. Like, Jill Simone is just this, like, journeyman who is, like, five years past his prime. And he just pushes the ball. This is worse surface. And he just sort of, like, I don't know, rediscovered some, some shard of whatever game he still has. Yeah. Uh, the most inspiring performance so far has been Jack Sock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He, Did he first round again? He lost first round, yeah. What, what's your prediction for his end-of-year rate ranking? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a pulse on it. What do you think? It's hard to say because he, um, his best part of the year is the American stretch coming up. And so... He might have like a good little stretch in there, but he is—he could end the season like like legitimately outside of the top, like what, like sixty or seventy, if not outside the top hundred. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he's had such a bad season. Um, yeah. Uh, let's hope not, but... Like, think about the results that, like, Tiafo is getting, and they're not great results, but they're better than Sox results. And he's, what, like, 45 in the world? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, is like, 45, and Fritz is also coming on. Um, yeah, the U.S. has, like, some good young players to be ranked within, between, uh, 10 and 30 in the world, um, once... Uh, Isner and Quarry tra- and Johnson trail off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's Sitsipas in the in the round of sixteen. That kid is uh, is really turning it on. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Um, one one thing I've uh, been wondering, I've been trying to do since the World Cup is going on at the same time as. Uh, Wimbledon is uh, create like have tennis player, soccer player analogs, and I've come up with a few. Um, Messi is sort of like Rod Laver because they're both like short and have really really good control of the ball and just sort of magicians. Um, and Federer and Zidane are similar. Um, do you have any more that you can you, that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, maybe like Curious and Neymar. Yeah, that's a really good one. They're both they both they're both like very flashy, and they're both like total bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have a Luka Modric? Is he like sort of Guffanish? I, I don't I don't know his game well enough. 
He's just like very clean. Um, what about uh, Lukaku? Do we do the Sanga comparison, or is he more of an adult? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. And then I was I was thinking about this too. I I don't think there is a Cristiano Ronaldo of tennis, just because like nobody's both that um, skilled, like not like has that much flair and that much athleticism in one. Nadal yeah, might be Cristiano, but like Nadal is like grittier than Ronaldo. Ronaldo is so clean, like he's sort of like. His only like comparison I could think of, like cross court compare, cross sport comparison, is Michael Jordan. Yeah, although he's more of a diva. Yeah. Michael Jordan was more like raw. The uh, maybe. Um, Actually, I I, w- I want to say uh, Goffin is uh, Griezmann is Goffin. Yeah, I mean maybe I I just don't know soccer well enough. And then uh, Kevin De Bruyne of Belgium is uh, Kyle Edmund, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I think um, Federer could be Cristiano Ronaldo if if uh, Federer were more of a diva. Yeah, but because because Federer does have that like unbelievably talented game. Yeah, that's just clean. Yeah, Plus. I agree. But yeah, Federer is not as like much of a diva and uh, I think Zidane is just as like Ronaldo and Zidane are my I think the two greatest players I've ever seen and so like Federer is more of a Zidane yeah Um, yeah so let's do our uh, predictions for the rest of the tournament Um, Federer or Manorino who who are you calling yeah really (laughs) <laughs> okay, Malfis Anderson. Uh, Anderson. Yeah, me too. McDonald Rayanich. I honestly don't know. Uh, Rayanich. I'll just go McDonald to make it interesting. Is is there Rayanich, six? See how's Rayanich been doing? Like, how many has he been pushed or not? No, he's been he's been winning in three, but a lot of tie breaks. No, he 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 won in four against Dennis Novak last round. Oh yeah. Um, he. Let me see. Yeah, three tie breaks against Millman. Yeah, he's just had really bad opponents and not really blown them off the court. I think Mackenzie McDonald is good. Um, he can. He just has more like energy to his game. That's the thing. Ranich has. Ranich at least used to have some energy, right? Like he used to have positive energy on court. Yeah. Now. He, really have that. He, all he has is a serve. Yeah. Um, I'm going with, I'll go with Mackenzie McDonald to make it interesting. Cool. I'll go with Ray and Nitch. And then, this is actually an interesting one. Sitsi Pass or Isner? Uh, let's see. How's Isner been doing? He, he had a five-setter against Bemelmans. But, okay. I mean, he has also had, like, two days rest. Actually, three days rest because of... Oh, and three. Yeah. Um, and his two sets he lost against Bemelmans were tie breaks. Okay. 
So his so serve is on. The two sets he won were 6-1, 6-4, and he had a break in every set his last match. Um, dude, I'm going to go with Isner. I yeah. think pass is good, but he's still young. Isner is extremely mentally tough. Isner on grass is a really tall task for a, for a, a teenager. Yeah, I agree. I'm going, I'm going Isner as well. Um, all right, catching off Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't think just Djokovic. I think this will be an absolute beatdown. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm not just going Djokovic. I'm going total beatdown Djokovic. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I'll agree with that. Um, Nishikori Golbis. Yeah, I don't know. I think this one's actually, like, not... I'm sure... I think the the odds are probably extremely skewed towards Nishikori, and I wouldn't bet against him. But I do think I do think I would probably be more pro Golbis than whatever the odds are. Because and Golbis has a really good serve. Yeah, I'm going Nishikori because like Kyrgios wasn't playing like terribly. Nishikori's I think almost back. Um, He's only ranked so low because he's been injured. Yeah, uh, but even still, he's never really been. Even when he was when he was at his best, he was never that good on grass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sure thing, but I'm going. Uh, I'm going Nishikori. Yeah. And then, do we both have Nadal and Del Potro? Yeah. All right. So let's go through the quarterfinals. Uh, Federer, Anderson. Uh, Federer. Uh. Isner loses a set, but I'm not gonna. I wouldn't even bet on that. Like, what do you? Would you? Would you bet on Federer losing a set? Uh, I would. Yeah, I think he'll lose a set. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Anderson's I, I been playing well. Again, but I wouldn't be confident betting against. Like, I think he'll win three love. There were I don't like think he'll lose a set until the finals. Anderson has had like really good performances at Wimbledon in the past. Like he almost took down Djokovic in five when Joker was like in his like peak peak form. Yeah, but he was up too long, and then Djokovic came back. Yeah. Um, okay, so McDonald uh, or Isner? Um, McDonald or oh Isner? Yeah, I think Isner beats Rayanich. Um and then uh, Djokovic or Golbis slash Nishikori? Um, Djokovic. And then Nadal or Del Potro? Uh, Nadal. All right, so the semifinals. Uh, Federer versus Isner? Federer. Yeah, and then uh, Nadal, Djokovic? Uh, yeah, this is, this is where, this is the... This is the real question. I'll go with Djokovic. Okay. I'll go with Nadal. And yeah. then Federer versus Nadal or Djokovic. Um, see, if Federer played Djokovic in the final, who would I think would win? I would actually go Djokovic. Yeah, I'm going to go Nadal. Yeah, so uh, we both uh, can sleep easy because we know for a fact that Federer is not going to win Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, because the reason I said Djokovic is because I've seen Federer look old a couple times this year, and I think that Djokovic could get him to could extend rallies past the first three or four shots. Yeah, and the reason I've said Nadal is uh, Nadal's semifinal record in Grand Slams is like twenty four and three. Like he's so good in that round. Like if he gets deep in a tournament, he's like really really hard to take out. And also um, the courts. Federer has an easier time against Nadal than he does against Djokovic. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the courts like slow down um, a lot in the second week though, so Nadal won't won't be like totally out of his element. Yeah. And he's won it before, so this, this that would be a great 10-year anniversary of the greatest match of all time. Yeah, it would be. Um, that would be an amazing tournament to win for Nadal, or Djokovic, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think, though, that there there is... Um, there is a lot of unpredictable, um, and it's just amazing that those three are, are like still the three who are like the legitimate contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope it continues because uh, we get good tennis from it. Yeah, it's like like it's incredible. Because most of the time, you can pretty much bank on the current generation being the best generation ever because they have the best equipment, the best science, have learned from the previous generation. But Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic are all past their prime. Like, you look at a Nadal, Djokovic, like, what, 2012 Australian Open match or 2013 U.S. Open match. Or 2014 French Open match, and it's just unbelievable the like what they're able to put their bodies through, yeah, um, and what they're able to get their bodies to do. Like they are not at that level anymore. Yet they they may even be at like 80 percent of that level. Um, yet they're still like the clear favorites at Grand Slams at 31, 32, and 36. Meaning, just it just showing like how much the rest of the world has to catch up to the level that they got to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty insane. All right. Well, I think that about does it um, to our listeners. Thanks a lot, and we'll uh, be back for a post-tournament recap. Um, Hope you enjoyed listening and have a good rest of the week.